In today's show, we're looking at the Western Conference, a trade deadline preview, a rumor that just dropped 20 seconds ago from Shams about a trade involving three teams in the Western Conference. Oh yeah, it's going to be good. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangio Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit Fangio.com slash Locked On today to get started. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Less than 24 hours to go to the NBA trade deadline. So we've got a live show. Thursday, February 9th, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Join me and my guests as we discuss the trades that go down and some of the trades that might go down before the deadline, as we've got one just uh, talked about now. I will address that trade um, when we get to those individual teams. And those teams are the Lakers, the Wolves, and the Utah Jazz. And interestingly, I'm pretty sure, because I've created all these slides and graphics, and then that trade rumor just dropped. And I think all those names are on that list. So we'll see how we go when we get to those teams, see how accurate I actually was with that. Um, there's a lot there's, there's a lot's going to happen. And we're going to talk about it right now. There's a few few teams in the Western Conference that are a bit boring and some that are pretty exciting from a trade deadline perspective. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Dallas Mavericks, they've already made a trade. We know this. They have already um, acquired Kyrie Irving. I don't think they're done. I think there are, there are things that they can still do. And I think one of those things that they can still do is perhaps Christian Wood. And that might sound blasphemous, but Wood is a guy that is potentially going to get overpaid in the offseason, a guy whose offensive skill sets may be a little superfluous with Kyrie and Doncic there. Going from a number two option to a number three option, is it actually needed? His defensive shortcomings, imagine a pick-and-roll defense with Wood and Irving or, and, and Wood and Doncic out there. Like, you can attack every angle you possibly want. Um, and, you know, there's always off-court rumblings and all that sort of stuff that, that gets discussed with him so often. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's included in some sort of deal to make a difference a difference on that team in terms of defensive value. The guy that I always want there is Jakob Pertl. Would Christian would be a part of that deal? I don't know. But Jakob Pertl, they need forwards as well, so that, that makes it difficult. But would Wood's value on this team with Kyrie there, I think, is less than what it was before because you don't need his offensive skills as much and his defensive um, shortcomings are more in focus. So if Christian Wood would be dealt, I would imagine someone comes back into his spot, but we'd want to watch the defensive guys like Maxi Kleber and Josh Green. There's been some talk of Josh Green being included in trades. I really don't think that's going to happen, but I'd want to watch his role as we move forward. And then when Kleber comes back, like I, I would consider highly starting Maxi Kleber, playing him 30 minutes a night once he's back from his hamstring injury. That's how much they need his defense. And his floor spacing is important as well. So they are an interesting team. I'm not sure how much changes fantasy-wise with this squad, but they are a relatively interesting team. The Denver Nuggets, the five-minute man, Bones Highland. It's looking more and more likely that he's just guaranteed to be gone. Where he goes, I don't know. At the moment, 
we, we've seen Bones Highland in a high usage 20 minute a night role not be a 12 team league player. That's what he is in Denver. It's not through lack of usage opportunities in Denver. Minutes, yes. But if he moved to a 20 minute a night role, he's not going to have like 40 usage or 35 usage or whatever it was that he was rolling with in those limited minutes in Denver, most likely. So he would need to go somewhere where there is 27, 28 minutes right off the bat. And then we would definitely look at him as a 12 team league guy. I, I know things have been pretty sour for him this season. I'm still pretty high on Bones. Now, I was much less high on Bones heading into this season, so I guess he hasn't disappointed me as much as he might have disappointed others because I didn't have the same level of um, uh, optimism for him this season. So I've been like, it's been disappointing, but I'm not that let down. I'm still expecting some good stuff from him in the future. Where he goes, it is really tough to know. You'd want him for this season to go to a bad team, a team that's around the 7th to 15th seed. In that mark, you don't want him to go to a top team. You want him to go to a back-end team um, and then let him cook, really. Like, he could easily average 20 points, three threes, six assists. Like, n- no reason... Well, this is going maybe too far, but no reason he couldn't average something close without the defensive stats to Fred Van Vliet. Now, Van Vliet's an elite shot blocker as a guard. He gets a lot of steals. Bones is not that. But in terms of scoring, assists, percentages... Threes, no reason the Bones couldn't somewhat resemble what Van Vliet does. So he's one to watch. In terms of guys coming back, like no one's going to come back and have a fantasy impact on this team. The guy you'd want to watch is Christian Brown, who is going to step into a role um, or has already stepped into a role. That's a deeper league guy. I don't think anything about his role from the last two, three games increases significantly, but we want to see his continued development over the course of the season. The Golden State Warriors. I think that the most likely player to be dealt there is Jim Wiseman. Because as John Hollinger laid out the other day, I think, what's $130 million in luxury tax savings if they trade him away and just sort of dump him for cash? He's clearly not a part of things. We're seeing Looney, Kaminga, Jermichael Green, every person in the world play ahead of Wiseman. Now, Wiseman was a guy that I didn't like as that pick. Uh, He was being, I think, horribly disappointing. But to be fair to him, I think he's improved quite a bit this season. And he hasn't shown me enough to say this is a future star or anything like that. But a rotation big man? Sure. There is a little bit of fantasy appeal in him. Watching where he goes would be very interesting. Like if he went to San Antonio, I would be probably more interested in grabbing him than Zach Collins. So he's not a stash, so to speak, but he's definitely up. I'll hover my finger over it and just see what happens. Just see what happens. One of the names to watch is John Kaminga. They started him at, you could say center, last game um, ahead of Looney. Draymond's a center, but whatever. He's sort of pushing more from a 15-minute role into a 17 to 20-minute role, especially with Steph out. Is there any way that that pushes to 25 or 26? To me, he's a guy that probably needs 32 minutes and one or two main guys to be out to be a 12-team league player. So even if he got a 21, 22-minute a night role, I don't think he'd be that player. But let's watch to see where his role goes from here um, and for the rest of the season. That's going to be that's going to be something for us to watch, to see his development, to see how they continue to use him. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. There's only one app that you need at your Super Bowl party, and that is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. If we go and have a look, is there any change? Are the Eagles still one and a half point favorites? That is the big question. And the answer is, yes, they are. 
There is absolutely no budging on this Super Bowl line whatsoever. But they've got their anytime touchdown scorers up. And you can look at Isaiah Pacheco at plus 135 or Devontae Smith at plus 165 over on the FanDuel app, which of course is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you can get pager winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's go to the Houston Rockets. Most likely to be doubt. Now, am I going to look like a dickhead for saying Eric Gordon for the 50th straight year? Probably, but it just, it makes sense. To just what, what is he doing there? But I can see them not doing it. And again, if he is traded, I don't think it particularly benefits Tari Eason. I think it benefits KJ Martin, but a lot of stuff can happen with this team. Does KJ Martin get traded? That's a possibility too. Does Jay Sean Tate get traded? I, I, I think that that's possible. I'm just looking to see if there's any updates on this trade. Um... I'm just seeing some notifications here. Not yet, but it looks like it is pretty close. Looks like it's pretty close. Um, anyway, Eric Gordon, uh, Jay Sean Tate, all those sort of players. Could they trade one of the young guys? I don't think so. Um, so some interesting stuff there. Well, who rewatch? KJ Martin is the guy at the moment to hold on to. Um, his value is fine with Porter out. It'll be good if Gordon's gone. He is a solid option. As you're well aware, I don't think they're giving big minutes to Tari Eason unless they have a complete change in their assessment of him, which is possible. And he's fine to hold because he can provide back-end value as it is. And the other guy who slightly watches Joshy Christopher, who's had a couple of interesting games. He's sort of been out of favor all season. But there is some slight appeal if injuries happen, players go, opportunities open up. He's just somewhat of a name to watch. For the Clippers... I think the most likely guy to be dealt is Luke Kennard. And I don't think it really matters. He's sort of in and out of the rotation. I think they're going to do more interesting, weird stuff with maybe someone who's getting traded to the Utah Jazz who might end up getting being bought out and then being a horrible fit with the other players they've got. That's something they might do. But I think the most likely to be trade is, traded is probably Kennard. Um, I'd watch to see the role of Reggie Jackson and John Wall on this team. But honestly, I don't think there's going to be big shakeups on this squad that make a big impact from a fantasy basketball perspective. Now, here we go. The Los Angeles Lakers. This, By the time you are watching this show or listening to this show, this trade might have happened. So what the trade talk is, is that Russell Westbrook is traded from the Lakers. He ends up in Utah and gets bought out. There's draft compensation going to the Jazz. D'Angelo Russell goes to the Lakers. And Mike Conley goes to the Timberwolves. And then apparently there's other ways that they're going to get Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt into this deal. There's still a lot happening in this deal. It looks like it could be pretty big, but that is what we're doing at the moment. So my most likely to be adult, Russell Westbrook. Looks like that one is going to get uh, absolutely nailed. Price of the brick going up. And then as I said, I, if, he gets, if he goes to Utah, they will likely buy him out. That's what Chris Haynes is saying at the moment. A buyout would be the most likely path. Where he would go, I, I don't know. People seem to think he'd go to the Clippers, which to me is just a horrendous fit. Like, it's just it's just horrendous. Has anyone watched Russell Westbrook play this season? Like, he's been bad. He's been better at times, but overall, he's been bad. He's not the answer as a starting player. Um, I think, I, I think that he's basically droppable. Not yet. And we want to see where this goes. Um, 
this will be very, it's very interesting. So D'Angelo Russell coming in, that, it, it, let's assume this happens. D'Angelo Russell coming in, yeah, I think that's going to, um, I think it's going to hurt his value. Playing alongside LeBron and Davis, but is, like, how's LeBron's foot actually working? Is he going to play? Because if LeBron's not, obviously it hurts to Schroeder, Schroeder's cooked, finished, done, right? You can, you can pretty much drop him if this goes through. But Russell probably lose some value because of a usage drop playing alongside LeBron and Davis. But then I also, like, I'm just trying to process this because it literally is just sort of happening as, as we're talking. Um, that if Russell goes back there and LeBron, look, that means they're trying to do something to get better because Russell is an upgrade over Westbrook. And D'Angelo Russell is an upgrade over Russell Westbrook. Then maybe LeBron plays through the foot issue a little bit more. I don't know. I'm trying to work that out. I still think there is a drop-off for D'Angelo Russell pretty significantly. Not that he'd be a 12-team league drop, but he would be someone who would lose value. Um, I don't know how this deal is working. That, this, the discuss, they're saying that Beasley and Vanderbilt might end up in the Lakers as well. That would be really interesting. Now, obviously, there's no value in Jared Vanderbilt from a fantasy perspective or even Beasley because their roles are just going to be so small, but I don't know how that would work. There's still a lot to happen here. Anyway, Austin Reeves, just where his role is, is someone to watch on this squad, but looks like they could be making some wholesale changes. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't... Hell, it's really hard. Like, is Dylan Brooks the most likely to be dealt? If I was GM, yeah. He's an unrestricted free agent. He, you know, holds an entire offense hostage. He is a dickhead. Like, there's just so many things about him that I'd be looking to get rid of. I just don't think they will. I think the most likely guy, they, they hate trading away their young guys as well. So you could say, well, you know, Zaire Williams might be a trade piece to upgrade or David Roddy or Jake LaRavia, but I don't think they're going to do that. So I think it's probably Danny Green, who just still has value, but I'm not sure that he's someone they're going to hold on to. I think in general, they're probably not going to do anything. The names to watch would be Dylan Brooks, uh, David Roddy, and where, what they do with him and where his value potentially goes if things open up or if he ends up on another team. But overall, I, I don't think they're a particularly exciting team at the trade deadline. The Minnesota Timberwolves are next. Most likely to be dealt. Well, I guess I got that wrong. It looks like it's going to be D'Angelo Russell. I did have him in the names to watch. I think Nas Reed, the Wizard of Noz himself, could be dealt. Again, he's an unrestricted free agent coming up. He's been solid. They do have some other solid backups in Nate Knight and Luca Garza. And when Towns is back, they don't need him at all. So he could be gone, but it looks like it's D'Angelo Russell going. Is Mike Conley an upgrade over D'Angelo Russell? I think he probably is, yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's a gigantic leap forward given Conley's age. Um, and obviously, if you have been holding on to Mike Conley from a fantasy perspective, this doesn't hurt him. Like it's, he sort of keeps doing the same thing that he's been doing. So that's that's good news there. But Reed is, a, I still think Reed is still a potential guy to be dealt. But if they do move on from Russell, then um, you'll sort of see that probably pushed to the back burner. The other guy to watch would be Luca Garza. If uh, Reed is traded, I think Garza would be at least a deeper league option as a backup behind Gobert. So. Um, yeah, some interesting stuff to happen with that team. The New Orleans Pelicans. I think the most likely guy to be dealt is Devontae Graham. He's out of the rotation. Kyra Lewis has taken that spot. Graham maybe provides bench shooting for another team. It's not a real fantasy impact one. The thing I'd also want to watch are the two centers, Jonas Valanciunas and Jackson Hayes. I think Hayes is probably out of there at some point really soon. And Valanciunas, I'm doubtful on that. He's been 
okay in his limited role this season, but obviously they they know that he's not a closer for them. So maybe if they could upgrade there, I, I really don't think they'd do it. One of the things I think we look at is um, yeah, that, that he's maybe a potential, but maybe it's more that backups position in Jackson Hayes who gets dealt. For the Oklahoma City Thunder, we've got, I think the most likely to be dealt is Darius Baisley. He's sort of out of their plans. They wouldn't really get much back there. And that's not really going to impact much. But what it could do potentially is solidify stuff with Pig Williams, who's been playing much better, Jalen Williams, the big Jalen Williams. Um, I'd also watch for a sneaky Kenrich Williams, although they really do like Kenrich Williams as a player. Um, he has value on a lot of good teams. And the other one to watch that I would be more invested in than they are is trading Lou Dort. I think obviously he's injured at the moment, but I think his value around the league is a little bit inflated for what he actually is. And you might be able to actually cash in there. I think you've got his replacement already there in the Bronco, Jalen Williams. You just need to get in some fours. So he'd be just a sneaky name to watch. And I don't think he'd become a fantasy option. I just don't think he's got a very good fantasy game, Lou Dort. He'd be just someone that I'd want to watch. For the Phoenix Suns, I think the most likely to be dealt is Landry Shamet. Obviously, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. He struggles a lot when he's on the court. They signed him to an oversized contract that he's not worth. Um, I th- I th- yeah, I, I, he's not going to be useful wherever he goes, but I think he's probably the most likely to go. The other one to watch would be DeAndre Ayton. It's clear that their relationship is not particularly great, and his trade... Uh, he's already, he already tried to go once. They already tried to sort of not bring him in and lock him down. Uh, initially, they've got a new owner there. Uh, he's he's someone to watch, definitely. What they How they upgrade that, I don't know. But he is absolutely someone to watch, DeAndre Ayton. Um, Dario Saric, another guy who I think has a real opportunity to be moved. He could end up as a 14-team four, league player, depending on the situation and where he goes to. The um, Portland Trailblazers... I think the most likely to be dealt is Josh the Hitman Hart. They've got other options they can use there. Justice Winslow when he returns, Nasir Little when he returns. Jeremy Grant can play the three if they get a four. It looks like Vanderbilt won't be going there at this point, but I don't know, man. Maybe Portland gets themselves in as a fourth team in that deal. I think Josh Hart's probably the most likely guy to be dealt, and then that's where you get Little and Sharp maybe pushing into more minutes, even Winslow. I also watched Drew Eubanks in the situation that maybe they do trade Yusuf Nurkic. I don't think that's going to happen. But Nurkic would be someone that's on the block and then Eubanks' value solidifies as a back-end 12-team league player. The Sacramento Kings. It was hard for me to find a, a most likely to be traded. I think it's probably Davion Mitchell. I think some teams might value his upside still as a second-year player, his defensive ability. But the Kings have seem to have lost a lot of faith in him. They can actually get by without him by just using Monk and Fox as the ball handlers. Um, and even Dalva Dover in like, limited stretches. I do if they, I don't think they'd be keen to do it, but I think if the right offer came along, they wouldn't um, they wouldn't be adverse to moving on from Davion. The other ones to watch would be Rashawn Holmes. I, I could put him in the most likely to be doubt. He's obviously not a part of their rotation. I'm just not sure who's doing anything to get him. And then Terrence Davis would be one that if he is traded, I'd be very interested to see where he goes. On a similar line to the Bones Highland situation, if you went to a team and found a 26 minute, like if he was playing Gary Harris's role in Orlando, Terrence Davis, I'd probably add him in 12 team leagues. I think he's a very interesting player, um, but I'm not sure where that role is. The Spurs have got a lot of different situations going on. The most likely to be traded um, for them is, I think, Yucca Pertle. But so much can change. Who comes back in his place? Does anyone come back in his place? 
So Pirtle, I feel there's probably a 50-50 chance of Pirtle's value staying the same or rising or dropping. So it's not a definite he's going to drop in fantasy leagues. He could actually go up. It depends on where he ends up going. I think he probably goes to a spot where they play him similar, if not more minutes. There's a lot of other names to watch, though. Josh Richardson's got to be an, an option to trade away as well. And then I think his fantasy value would die. At the moment, it's there in 12-team leagues, Josh. I don't think it's going to stick, though. And then we watch the, the replacements. Malachi Branham, Blake Wesley. Branham is a very interesting guy at the moment. He's sort of fringe at the moment. Maybe he pushes up later on, but we're also dealing with Vassell, Jones, Sohan all out. And that is helping push Branham's value up. I still think Blake Wesley's got a little bit of juice to him. He'd be someone I'll be watching in deeper leagues. And then, of course, Zach Collins and Charles Bassey as the backups to Pirtle. Even if they split minutes and it's 26 minutes, Collins 22 Bassey, I think Collins is still the guy. But Bassey would be very interesting. And there's a lot that can happen there. And now we go to the Utah Jazz. And I had the most likely to be traded there as Jared Vanderbilt. Well, maybe he's traded, but it looks like it's going to be Mike Conley, doesn't it? So Vanderbilt, if he did end up in the Lakers, he's going to be LeBron and Davis's backup. That's probably not enough to be a 12-team league player. If he goes to Portland and they end up moving Josh Hart and he starts with Jeremy Grant at the three, then maybe he is. He's a very interesting player that if you wanted to stash him, I don't hate that. Obviously, Conley going, if Conley goes to Minnesota, I think his value might stabilize, if not rise. Instead of playing 30 minutes, maybe he plays 31, 32. That's a distinct possibility. Then the other names to watch, like Malik Beasley, if he is gone, does Oshag Baji just step into a 24-minute-a-night role? Probably. Probably. And then the other, and then Colin Sexton, if, if Westbrook's coming in and being bought out, then Sexton will be the starting point guard. It'll be bad because he's not a very good point guard. And... They will struggle a lot, and he will have these nights where he has 20 points with two rebounds, two assists, but you probably do want to grab him at this point. You probably do want to grab Colin Sexton. If we're hearing this, this deal feels like it's basically about to push through, and by the time you're listening, it has pushed through. I would be interested in grabbing Sexton. I'd be interested in Agbaji in deeper leagues, not 12-teamers. Um, but Sexton would be someone I'd be interested in at the moment if they are going to move on from Conley and then don't bring someone back to replace him. That means they are going to go with Sexton as their point guard. Again, a situation I don't think is a particularly strong one, but it would boost Sexton's value enough to be grabbed in 12-team leagues. And that, while there's chaos going on behind the scenes with all these trade discussions and me trying to keep an eye on them, is done for this show. I hope that by the time this comes out, nothing has actually happened, but that's the framework of that deal. Westbrook... I think he's going to be droppable. He's going to go to Utah, get bought out, and then sign maybe with the Clippers, which would be disgusting. But I don't think he's going to maintain value. We'll find out on that one. Conley to Minnesota might be an up in value. Russell, D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers, probably a drop in value. Vanderbilt and Beasley look like they could move, be moving. Vanderbilt might drop as well. And then you get the value rising of um, Colin Sexton and Oshag Baji for deeper leagues there in Utah. If that does happen, I'll probably do a full show on it, breaking it down once we know the details. But that's the initial thoughts on it at this point and all of the other stuff in the Western Conference. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.